It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, baby. Always a fun day, man. Fun day in the association. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the DMBA show. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, man. A trade deadline spectacular. Spectacular doing a lot of That's heavy lifting there. Doing a there. lot of heavy lifting. I would just say a trade deadline day. We said well, you, guys just, you guys did, clearly didn't see the latest trade. Just another day in the calendar. <laughs> Talk about Jaden Springer, our guy? No, uh, Del- Delano Bonton of the Portland Trailblazers. Is I actually like him. Well, for a heavily protected six, second round six, seven <laughs> point guard. <laughs> yeah, he's going to the Portland Trailblazers. Heavily. Guys, there are, honestly, Bro, there are, there are some meaningful deals. Pick. You probably just shouldn't do the trade. <laughs> there are some meaningful deals that have happened. They're more marginal deals. But you know what? Marginal deals matter, you know, when you get into a playoff series. So we're going to break them down. This being the exact moment when the trade deadline ended, there's always a flood of last-second deals. We'll see if that happens today. And we're going to go line by line and break them all down, talk about what they mean for the Nuggets. And we're also going to talk about what's next for the Nuggets. It looks like they're not making a move. So what does that mean for their team now going forward? What become the major next dominoes the next time around? To help me out, the Leatherman. Brendan vote. Oh, I like that. It looks like you, um, you look like you just bought like a Porsche and that you get that when you buy it. I'm going to just this get off. the jacket. Um, and that looks, look, not too many teams have gotten better so far. One of them, unfortunately, is the Boston Celtics. So get out of my mm. face. Put the camera over there. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, not that uh, bad. It's not that bad. And then over here, Harrison went. Fellas, who won the trade deadline today? I think we have to answer that question by the end of today's show. Who won? That is a good one. Who won the trade deadline? We'll have to Every up. producer across the country scrambling to try to figure out who won the trade deadline. You know who won it? Honestly, I already tell you. It's the people that do salary cap, the salary cap gurus. You know, that's a whole corner. It's those people because oh. all these deals, you're like, well, hold on, what? Um, and then over here, D-Line Co. He's our salary cap guru. I'll, t- I'll tell you who won, who did not win. Us. You think? Well, I mean, like as, as the Nuggets fans, uh, the Nuggets nation, I would say definitively we did not win the trade deadline. But I mean, you know, you can't win what you don't play in. So you cannot lose if you don't. But play. we didn't. Lo- I didn't say we lost. Right. I just said we didn't win it. Right. I've never won the lottery, but I've never lost the lottery either. That's a good you point. Know? I bet That's you've a- lost the lottery. No, but you've never played I've the never lottery. Played the lottery no. You never have. Never. You never bought a scratch ticket. No. It's kind of fun. This is the cr- this is absurd. There's this, no chance. This is true. absurd. I love when the lottery gets up sports. to like a billion dollars. <laughs> that's when I buy, but I never check. I just assume I lost. I gotta say that's the single worst way to do it. <laughs> it really of is. Of all the ways to go about then it. Did you put it on the fridge and then a month later you're like, oh that's right. Oh yeah, I did not win. Um, all right, let's get into this, guys. The trade deadline. Where do you want to start? There were a bunch of trades. I'm gonna first say 
overarching op- opinion of the trade deadline because it seems like you guys are all very unimpressed. When are you unimpressed with this trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The best player that got traded today is P.J. Washington. The big guy, yeah. I mean, zero all-stars. P.J. Washington, not even like close to being an all-star. No. <laughs> <laughs> After that, Boyan Bogdanovich. He's good. Yeah, good player. Good player. All not right. not too impressed by the deals today, though. I mean, from a Nuggets perspective, P.J. Washington is the only deal I saw that makes me go, okay, that's something to think about in the West playoff race. Right. That's it, though. Not thinking about anything else that any think, other team did. You don't feel any kind of way about Gordon Hayward going to the Thunder? No. And Phoenix <laughs> also adding a couple guys. I Look, to your, to your point... Am I picking a different outcome in the playoffs? No, but I do think that this will be storylines that we circle back to in the playoffs. It'll yeah. be like, all right, these are guys that now, you know, can make you know some some uh, some hay, I guess, in the in a playoff series. Um, all right, let's start going line by line through all of these. Oh, actually, I should have asked you. Are you were you unimpressed with the deadline? Well, I actually think there was a big trade. I do think the Knicks made the biggest trade of the I agree. day. I think the Knicks are the best team that got noticeably better. Right. I think the Celtics did all right adding Xavier Tillman. I was kind of doing the bit in the intro. Doesn't hurt to add him for two seconds, right? They are a little yeah. bit better. But the most meaningful upgrade for a team that can talk themselves into making noise, in my opinion, is the Knicks adding Boyan and um and uh and, Alec Burks. and Burks as well, um, who can still play, man. And so I just think the Knicks if I'm a Knicks fan, I am starting to get a little excited about the way the East is shaking out. It's not that door's not closed. And I think that they're a better, a much better team from this time last year, and a much better team than than you know six hours ago even. I want to go there eventually because I do think it's the most meaningful trade that happened at least so far. But let's start with the ones that are most meaningful to us, which are of course the ones that are happening to you know quote unquote contenders. And we'll start with the Phoenix Suns. So this is a three-team deal. Memphis gets a pick swap. Do we know the details of this pick swap yet? No. We do not know the details, but there is a pick swap there. Three second-round picks going to Brooklyn, and as a result, Phoenix picks up two guys that I believe will be in their rotation. Royce O'Neal, who Denver knows, of course, from that Utah series in the bubble a couple years back. Murray gave him a couple of 50 pieces. And then David Roddy, friend of the show. This is really unfortunate. This is is tough. I I don't like that CSU has become a pipeline to PHNX. They have oh, the Trey McBride, yeah. Dave, David Roddy. I hate. I'm gonna hate to see Isaiah Stevens uh, suiting up for yeah. the Suns. Yeah, he'll be there next year. Are you gonna get a David Roddy shirt going? Or are we gonna make like we've a got, David? We've Roddy? got a Nuggets trade. We have a Nuggets trade. We have a Nuggets trade being a... reported by Law Murray of the Athletic, who covers the Clippers. You oh, guys are gonna love this. Ishmael Kamagate. His He's... draft rights are headed to the Clippers for cash. Wow, a blockbuster first, deal. First of all, can I Kill, say get something? Get the graphic going. Can I say something? Find an image of cash. Great trade. Well, he also is a 2022. Oh, he the is a 2022 second round. Dude, I, I was going to say great. Bro, did the Nuggets just win the trade deadline? <laughs> Do were. we win the trade deadline? We got cash. We, we got, got cash. cash. We Dude, got I'm telling cash. you, Kamagata. What a deal from Calvin Booth. I want to know how much cash. This one is a hilarious We one. might be able to build a practice facility now, guys. Well, can you imagine if guys? Can you imagine if Ishmael Kamagate is worth a practice facility? Like the notion that you could <laughs> <laughs> you could either have much, this guy. What's the minimum you need for a practice facility? 
Probably the forty billion. It's a lot. I mean, what are we practicing mil? in there? Yeah, I mean, you could practice. You probably, just like because I know some of them are I think like you could up probably 70, skate 80 million. by with like twenty mil for one. Yeah, what are you? You're talking like a personal bill. Like I mean, if you were like <laughs> if you was like getting a contractor out. I, I, how much more can the UC Health Center be than like two mil? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Ser- serious question. Anyway, in all sincerity, like. Look, who cares about a trade for cash? That cash is just the Cronkies is like padding for them to, you know, spend money over the coming years. But the truth is, Kamagate, I felt pretty confident saying was never going to play in the NBA. The Nuggets were done with him after that summer league. He reminds me a lot of Peter Cornelie in that we saw him one time and you're like, all right, something there. Let's see it. Then we saw him another time when you're like, nope. The fact that they were leading off a trade deadline show <laughs> talking about is smile Kamagate. <laughs> It's where we at, dude. It's the Nuggets, man. It's the Nuggets. Like, we have to get through theirs. All right, let's go to the ones, though, as we were talking about here Quickly moving off of that. I mean, is there anything else? (laughs) The other thing here, Phoenix. So they get Royce O'Neal, who I think they can play in their rotation. Definitely. He's honestly like Josh Okoge. Almost exactly like him, I would say. But can make baskets. Yeah, and Okoge obviously struggles with that. I think Okoge more athletic. Maybe even a better defender than Royce O'Neal. Rosario so. known as a good defender, but like Akogi is a great defender, but he's not good at anything else. He's a I don't I can't go great because I don't feel like he's a guy that when we talk about Jamal. He's, Murray, he, fine, he's a he's a he's a plus defender, right? Because mm-hmm. my point about this is in a playoff series, you're still wondering with Phoenix, like can they slow down Jamal Murray? And Royce O'Neal gives them an extra body, but I still think Akogi is like the better defensive option there. He's maybe more of an offensive option. But they still, if I look at Phoenix, I go, they don't have anybody to guard Murray. They don't have really anybody to guard Jokic. So before we get anywhere else, you know, they didn't add a player that scares me in that one way. The one thing I remember about Royce O'Neal in that Jazz series, very good for the first three games. <laughs> well, <laughs> do you remember this, though? Very good for the first three games. He became a became a pumpkin by the end of that playoff series. He did not want the ball. Right. He yeah. did not want to shoot it. He did not want to dribble it. I think his playing time dwindled. Um, like Denver played him off the court or just kind of out of that series mentally, it seemed right. like. Um, but if you're looking at this from a son's perspective, in all seriousness, they needed just a two-way player. Yep. They needed a guy who could actually play defense. So from that perspective, it's a decent pickup for them for, you know, giving up relatively nothing in in exchange. Yeah, I The Sun, I don't know, man. The Suns are I can't I don't understand. I still just don't know. They just keep cobbling just throwing players together that may make sense, don't make sense. Um I don't know. I, 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 I just have to see it. Like, their bench is such a disaster. Like, just a true dis- They All the guys they picked up in the offseason have been just absolute zero. Tragic zero. end to the Cade Bates the off era today <laughs> no. in Phoenix. Uh, Bull Bull still remains. Um, yeah. Well, he's a part of the rotation. Yeah, y- Yuta Watanabe. Yep. Yeah, he's out. Sad to see Hold him on. go. Hold on, Bates, did he get traded? Oh, yeah. Oh, where did, where was, what part was, of the deal was that? Uh, he went. I think went to. Um, He's in that deal. I believe he is in oh, that okay. deal. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I must not have seen that part while I was. Yeah. Scrambling. I in think. Between I, shows. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I don't know if it's been highly reported, but. <laughs> the so Royce O'Neal, and then we can also include David Roddy now. Vote. Yeah. Look, they obviously have a lot of talent. They're trying to figure out who are guys that we could play in our top eight playoff rotation. How many of those guys, to you, are going to be there when, say, the Nuggets play them in the playoffs? How many of those guys are playing? Or which of those two guys are playing? Or both? Or neither? Well, I mean, 
I, I think the Royce O'Neal pickup makes sense because I think that they need a. I think a lot of the Suns' best defenders are guys that had such a negative impact on their offense. Yeah, totally. It was almost like for them to put together a group that could defend, they had to sacrifice their five-man offense in a way that you could probably, you know, it's a little easier to do with Royce O'Neal than it was with, uh, you know, Akogi, for example. Um, you know, I'm not that he's like a showstopper, but he is a two-way guy that I think can be in a seven-and-a-half, eight-man playoff rotation. So I don't think it hurt them to make this trade, but uh, I don't, <laughs> I'm very excited to see what Wynn's laughing at. Nothing. Nothing but at all. <laughs> I, I also, I'm not particularly moved by it. I'm mostly just bummed that David Roddy's a son. Yeah. I know. That's, just, that's a purely vibes uh, killer. Yeah. Just a bummer. Like, I, David Roddy has not really shown much in the NBA, uh, but I just hate it from a, <laughs> uh, from a vibes perspective. You think him and Nurkic are going to become really good friends? Do you think you'll see David Roddy at the bar someday stopping by to talk to Justin Michael on the show? And he's going to be like, you guys should see Nurkic is a really cool man. He's a really cool guy. Uh, brother. He's like, you guys friends with Espo? That guy <laughs> well, see, that, that would be great. Red. I'm fine with that. Espo is a fantastic right, human I know. being. That was, that was the... Yusuf Nurkic, man, I hate this scenario you've painted, and it's entirely plausible. <laughs> and I want, I'm just in a bad spot right now. What do you think, Wynn? Do they both play against Denver in a playoff series? I don't think Roddy's in the rotation. Too small? I, I, he's just not good enough. I mean, I don't enough. think he's had a good season by any means. He's he kind hasn't. of been a disappointment in Memphis. He got traded for a pick swap. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like, Memphis is in a situation where everybody's going to have a bad year. Yeah, I, just, I don't think David Roddy's going to be a factor here. I mean, if I'm Phoenix, I'm looking at that as a, you know, a guy who's coming off a rookie season and maybe I can develop him into something. Right. Royce O'Neal will be in the playoff rotation. Yeah. I, so here's the thing about Roddy. That team just needs connecting pieces. This is what they need from Nurkic, by the way, and it's one of the reasons why I think Nurkic is going to be a better regular season player than playoff player for them, is they need him to make decisions on the short roll, and I feel like Roddy can do that. Will he play in a playoffs? I don't know, because to your point, he is like too small to guard a center, you know, like a Jokic, but, and maybe not quick and nimble enough to, to go up against Aaron Gordon. But nonetheless, he is like an interesting player, and I'm curious to see what happens. I'm opposite of you guys with Royce O'Neal. There are players, Grayson Allen is one of these players too. Grayson Allen is one of these players where you could tell me he shot 40% in the regular season on open shots, and I would be like, don't care. Well, yeah. I this, he's yeah. only gonna make two, he's only gonna get three chances in any playoff game, and it doesn't matter if in aggregate he is 40%. He needs to go one or two of three, and that's a lot of pressure. I feel the same way about Royce O'Neal, where I'm like, yeah, he's a better shooter than Josh Akogi, but the shots are still gonna look the same. Late shot clock, ball swings to him, guys running out on him, and it's super crucial, and he has to make them. And I'm like, I everybody's a little worse than that in those scenarios, and he in particular. So for me, I yeah, was I mean, that's, that's what I just said. In the Utah series, he started off making all those shots. I think it'll be similar. And then late in that series, when the Nuggets were making a comeback and the pressure started ramping up, of course, he started missing them all. I, of I mean, course. Yeah, I just think that the, it doesn't hurt for them to turn the pieces they did into Royce O'Neal, but it doesn't. I don't look at the Suns like they're observably better than they were before. I was worried they were going to get Miles Bridges. That was the that big was, fear. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that know, kept that, me up. That kept me up. So That kept you up? It did. He's a, dude, he's back-to-back 40-point games. I'm, that guy is so good. He's just an unbelievable scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was really afraid that the scumbag element would drive his value so low. They yeah. would eventually, eventually, I mean, essentially – trade all of their morals and ethics for a team a player that would help them a lot 
Um, you know, and then morals and ethics serve you so little in uh, in the world of sports, sadly. Um, and a team that was willing to just overlook that could have benefited greatly. I'm glad that they didn't do it. I'm glad that he played well enough for the Hornets to realize that it was worth holding on to him. I mean, no, that's not. Could I give you an alternate conspiracy theory sure. over here, Cal? Who is his agent? Do we know? I actually don't know. It's Rich Paul. Oh God! S- Shut up! Don't say it. I have a because I'm sitting here going, why is he staying in Charlotte? He's an unrestricted free agent, right? Oh why are you staying in Charlotte if, on this deal when they're not going anywhere? And it was him because he had the veto power for a trade. Oh my it God. was him who said, I'm not going. Like you would think, a normal scenario, you would think, oh, Phoenix wants you. He'd be like, heck yeah, I can go win a championship, be in Phoenix, play with Kevin Durant. I'm in. But there's this other element where maybe Rich Paul's going, like, hey, 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 2024, Lakers. Well, but I don't, could I don't know if it's way. the Lakers. The reason why God he did. didn't want to go to the Suns is because the Suns can't re-sign him after this season. That's what Rich Paul's thinking about. He's thinking the about bird rights. The, so, the Suns can't. They don't have enough. They're going to be like up against. They're already in the second apron. They they can't re-sign him to the contract that Miles Bridges is going to get. This is like a twenty-plus million dollar a deal a year deal. Rich Paul wants. If he was going to send him anywhere, he wanted to send him to a place where he could get re-signed. That can't happen in Phoenix. That's why they didn't trade him there. I and I also think probably that's why it, he didn't want to go there. Yeah, well, that's probably true. But there there might be some sort of like mending of fences with that organization. Also, like I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe he may actually just be a Charlotte guy. Like the fact that they essentially, in some ways, stood by him through this. Uh, might be meaningful to him because the world rightfully turned on him. Right. Um, so, so we'll see. But I'm so glad that didn't happen because, again, like I was just terrified that they were going to get essentially get him for nothing. And he's a very impactful player, albeit, again, a scumbag. Maybe the biggest one in the NBA. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, a lot more trades to get to. And we should be at the tail end of when anything should be announced. So I'm thinking we might be able to call it. I mean, I need to circle back for some more analysis on the Kamigate trade. <laughs> <laughs> he really How took the did. wind out of the sail of that trade. I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Cash. I'm rare. put the wind into the more sail. bullet points to hit on it. How many times have the Nuggets traded forward cash? I feel like they have a lot of trash I of cash. Can like, we get a percentage of the cash? We we used cash to get bull bull. There you go. Yeah. See, so it's a, you know, give, yeah, take. So now we got a surplus of cash. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Guys, the Circle K Inner Circle Rewards Program, you got to be a part of it. You can sign up with that QR code there right on the screen. You can go to circlek.com slash inner dash circle. What happens is you go there, you enter your email, your phone number, and then boom, right away, you get 25 cents off a gallon on your first five Phillips. Oh, baby. First five Phillips, you just type in your phone number right there on the kiosk at the draft pump. 25 cents off a gallon your first five Phillips. first five polar pops are free other free items discount items pizza beverages donuts much more um as well again sign up with that qr code right there on the screen go to circlek.com inner dash circle um great membership program to be a part of it's free as well and now that i'm in the circle k inner circle rewards program if I'm driving down the road, my gas thing's getting a little low. Sure. See a Circle K. Okay. Boom. I pull off right there. Bro. It makes it so easy. Uh, so Circle K Inner Circle Rewards Program. Get signed up. It's hard to imagine you 
without a polar pop in hand. You know what I mean? It's like sort of like you think of wind, me, you think of polar. Pops. There's a polar pop, yeah. uh, a, a griller item. Uh, it's just sort of love like, the grill. So I love that about you too. A lot of us are still struggling to keep up with everyday bills right now. Things are expensive, and if you own a home, well, that's particularly expensive. And I want you to call our friends at American Financing. And please do tell them that DNVR sent you because their job is to save you money. They care about your success and saving a few hundred dollars a month can say uh, can make all the difference. Call American Financing. And if you call today, you may be able to delay two mortgage payments. Call today and tell them DNVR sent you at 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net slash DNVR. That's AmericanFinancing.net slash dnvr nmls 182334 nmls uh, consumeraccess.org apr for rates in the five start at 6.406 percent for well-qualified borrowers call 303-695-7000 for details about credit costs and terms quick note on american financing just because i did this for 10 years people don't realize calling a mortgage lender is the first step to trying to buy a house so if you don't know if you're intimidated by it you should call whether you qualify or not you should call because it is the first step to learning everybody thinks it's harder than it is yeah yeah. It's the first step. You call them, you let them know DNVR sent you, and then you'll learn, okay, what do I need to know? Where am I at? What do I need to be saving? So a lot of people, I, every time I talk to people, they wrongfully think that they can't buy a house, and it always oh, right. drives me nuts. Because Well, because you're like... Maybe you can't buy a house. Well, you just th you, you think of the final purchase price. You're like, I don't have that money. Yeah, nobody does. No one does. That's not how. That's not how the American economy is based. The American economy is based on borrowed money. So let's get in the game, baby. <laughs> get some skin in the game. Um, all right, let's uh, dive back into this. I think the next most interesting trade that happened with regards to the Denver Nuggets was what Dallas did today, and they made two trades. One was to bring in PJ Washington for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Kind of surprising. They send out a first-round pick, but they get P.J. Washington. And the other deal was to get uh, Daniel Gafford. Do we have the Gafford one as well? Oh, baby. <laughs> really? That's Wynn's favorite player. You don't think so? They what? send out Rashawn Holmes, and they get Daniel Gafford. It's Never. like you send out a guy you were not playing, and you get a guy who was a starter and can do something. Yeah. Here's the thing about Dallas. They were not a real contender, in my opinion. They were like a team. They were a spoiler, but not a contender. I think they're probably still in that. So when you were that mold... It's like, what do you have to lose? And what they did is they gave Luka two more pick-and-roll partners who both, in my opinion, are compelling offensively. Gafford, because he can play above the rim. He's you know a lob threat. And P.J. Washington, really good pick-and-pop threat and really good decision-maker. He's what Maxi Kleba was, used to be or what people maybe thought he was going to be. He's a really good, you try to double Luka because he kills you, Drop it to him at the foul line or at the three-point line, and now he's going four and three, and he's a good playmaker, decision-maker in that. So to me, I look at these and I go, I think they were really compelling moves for Dallas, but doesn't actually, in the because they can't guard anyone, it doesn't do anything. But nonetheless, like they tried something, and they got guys that make sense offensively. Yeah, I mean, P.J. Washington is just a really good player. <clears throat> um, you talk about his fit with Lucas, fit with the Mavs. He's just a really good player that would help any team. Um, you know, he can score it. He can shoot it. He's a smart player. And like you said, he like has some of the intangibles that can really work in a Luka system. Like He can catch the ball at the foul line right. when Luka gets doubled a la Draymond Green and go you know, three on two from there and make good decisions with the ball. So 
he's a guy that's going to be playing 25, 30 minutes per game for them in the playoffs. Right. Just that right there, that means it's a great pickup. They did have to give up a first-round pick. They had to because P.J. Washington's a good player. I'm sure there were other teams with you know other good offers out there for him. So getting him is a great deal for Dallas. I don't know if it bumps them up a tier. I'm still not really concerned with them that much in the playoffs. Not at all. But he's a good player. Yeah, the 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 I don't know. I, I just feel bad if I'm a Mavericks fan. Like I feel bad for the Mavericks fans. They have <laughs> such a generational talent. It, like such an amazing player in Luka Doncic. Like I agree that this is helpful, but it's just like another. It's like a another like kind of mid guy, whatever. It's like. They, re- they just have to get, like, a second guy. Kyrie Irving and him are both good, but they're, they're not that complimentary. This is a more complimentary player, but... Can I debate you on this for a second? Sure. They made the conference finals with Jalen Brunson, and we all thought Jalen Brunson was uh, some kind of scrub. They He gets, you know, an offer. They're like, we can't match it because he's just a role player. Yeah. He goes to New York been a superstar incredible and so part of me looks at this and goes unlike Jokic, who i think like really does make both role players and superstars better i i just wonder because i hear that all the time i do think if you paired luca with like say a mobley or like an elite rim rolling big not just a good one then that's a good pair but every other mold of player i look at and i go i don't know i think you just need a brunson caliber running mate well that's that caliber running mate is a all-star in the NBA. That's but I think a, Kyrie is, is that. Well, but Ky, the thing is, is like, that's not, those are different. They don't fit together They, they don't, yeah, they, Kyrie just is. Just like Brunson uh, and Luca, you know. But they, they did fit together better, Brunson and Luca. They, it's just, I don't know. It, for whatever reason, those two don't, there's just too much your turn, my turn with those two. They don't necessarily complement one another. It could be a personality thing. It, it does, I don't see them as just inherently a bad mix, but for whatever reason, it's not making them better. They're worse for getting Kyrie Irving instead of Jalen Brunson. I just think Jalen Brunson's like more of a take. I don't, I, 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 I don't exactly know what it is, but like they just, to me, they just keep not making the right move. They just keep making PJ Washington, I think is like the best fit. I out agree. Of all I agree. Three. I agree. But it's like, they're just Luka not quite, or, or Kyrie and Brunson. They're just making moves, but they don't feel like the right move. I think they got a lot better. I th- I think they're not a contender, but I think if you are a contender out west, let's say there's three right now, maybe four. Of the hard outs, Dallas just a hard out that has Luka Doncic on their team, right? So it's not a team you're eager to play, in my opinion, as opposed to other teams that I would put in the same tier. Just because when there's a guy like that, like he could take you to six, he could take you to seven, um, maybe could beat you, probably not if you're a team like Denver, but... He's good enough, at least, to push a team that's like seemingly mediocre into a very tough out in the playoffs. And they got better today. So, for sure, it's not nothing, but I wouldn't call them contenders. And I think exactly. everyone's here's on the same page. When was the pick for? Do we remember? Was it a 2027? For some reason, that's in my it's head like that it was a 2027. The first rounder? Yeah, that I they traded. Know. Or was it next year? I can't remember. Sure. If we find out, somebody in the chat can let me know. Because I think that also matters. Like, Dallas, you keep thinking about Luka, and maybe we're falling into the trap of everyone else. 2027, lightly protected. It's 2027, right? Mm-hmm. Because you start you start to look at Luka and say, well, I'm saying he might be asking out even before that. Like, the, you flame out this year, and next year looks bad, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and by the way, they don't even have their pick in 2027 or whatever. 
So those are things that I think about. But in the short term, Gafford, or actually in order, Lively, Washington, and Gafford all can play pick and roll and cause problems for you when your pick and roll ball handler is Luka Doncic. So I look at them and I go, they're going to score a lot of points. Even in the playoffs, they're going to score a lot of points. I don't think they could guard a chair. No. Nope. And, and in that series, if you get a Denver-Dallas series, Luka is going to average 40, 10, or 40, 15, and 10. And Jokic is going to average 40, 15, and 10. Right. Yeah. And that's how that series would go. And I think the rest of Denver beats the rest of whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Nikola Jokic in a playoff series against the combination of Derek Lively and Daniel Gafford. 90% shooting from the field. He might be putting up not since Jesus numbers, you know? (laughs) Jesus had a handle. Forget about not since Will. (laughs) Not since Jesus. Um, I, I didn't read that part. You know, he turned water into buckets. He didn't read that. Oh, you got to read up oh, on yeah. your uh, <laughs> pre. Uh, we're, start, we're starting to squint now for things that actually matter. I'll start here by saying Gordon Hayward going to the Oklahoma City Thunder for Trey Mann and Davis Bertans. I thought there was one more piece of that. Oh, yeah, Basa Micic. Micic. Yeah. Basa Micic, which I'm kind of surprised. It's almost weirdly sad to see him go, but I guess we don't have to root against him now. He's out in the East. Gordon Hayward, though, where does he fit in to all of this? For Oklahoma City, I it looks to me like he was maybe a a somewhat talented guy that they could add for pretty little, and yeah. they're like, "Look, let's just get a little better." You know, we had the debate about do they go all in, and I think clearly this is not an all in move, but it's also not a punt, right? Like, let's get a little bit better off the bench. Let's get a little deeper. I don't think it cost them a ton, depending on how you feel about uh, Vasa. So, from that standpoint, it's worth it. But it doesn't. It's not necessarily a need, right? I think wouldn't you have been maybe a little less surprised to see them get a big, just a second big somewhere? Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting. Like it didn't make them worse, made them better. Dude, they didn't yeah. spend a lot. I think I probably still feel the same way I did about the Thunder. But I, I understand that trade. It's kind of a. It was the in between move, and I I'm not. So, they didn't lose sense. any of their mini picks. I'm saying. So my, I think this is actually a great move. Like. I think that Gordon Hayward is pretty underrated at this point. He's just been living in anonymity for so long. He, I mean, just a few years ago, he was the linchpin to every move on uh, the trade deadline day. Like, every team was seeing where, where Gordon Hayward was going to go, and then he immediately broke his leg. Like, the craziest story. Um, I mean, I, to me, the question we had the other day about whether or not Josh Giddy fits in with the Thunder in – uh, in their starting lineup, like it kind of makes sense to have a Gordon, a guy that can shoot better than Giddy to yeah. be out there at times. I mean, I, I imagine he'll mainly be coming off the bench, but like I would have loved if we had gotten Gordon Hayward. Mm, like I just yeah. think that he has, he's one of those guys that's just fallen so far off the radar that people just have completely underrated how talented he is. And also, he hasn't played in a game in like two months. That hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Because yeah. nobody's watched him play in a while. But yeah, he's good. He's a good player. Uh, smart, experienced, former all-star. He's played in the playoffs before. I think it's a great pickup for OKC. Like, that's a guy who's going to come off the bench for them. Maybe he'll be in the closing lineup a lot, I'm, too. I'm saying, like, I, I, I can imagine him slotting in for Josh Giddy yeah. in, the, in the starting or the, the closing lineup. Yeah, and if you're OKC, you just needed some more guys on the bench that you could trust in the playoffs. I mean, now they've got guys like Cason Wallace, Aaron, like him. Aaron Wiggins, Kenrich yeah. Williams, these guys are good players, yeah. but 
you just don't know what they're going to give you in a playoff environment. Yeah. You have a little more faith in Gordon Hayward to deliver. To get you to that eight guy. Yeah. Eight just guy. the the medium outcome of what Gordon Hayward's going to give you is probably higher than those guys. He's an expiring contract as well. So this is a move that the Thunder made to bolster this year. Um you know, so which is kind of interesting. And then to the point earlier, they didn't give up any other first round picks. I am a little surprised they didn't grab another big. Maybe there's some room on the buyout market, you know, if they end up going that route. I don't know what their roster situation is, but that was the one thing I was worried about was them adding some big body where I would have gone, huh, that's like at least somebody that can guard Jokic for some minutes right. and foul him. And they don't really have those guys. By the way, Mark Stein is reporting that Kyle Lowry. Uh, is the priority for Philadelphia if he should be uh, bought out? I negotiates a release from Charlotte, which I expect. So Kyle Lowry going back to Philly, and then the Lakers and Mavs both interested in Dinwiddie. I actually think those are the two teams he should go to. So Dinwiddie, as mercurial as he is, <laughs> yeah, he. For he's both a good of those player, two, man. He's a good player, and he's specifically good at things Denver sucks at, which is guarding speed. Maybe Denver doesn't suck at these as much as they used to. It might be an old narrative. But nonetheless, man, he would make both of those teams better. Yeah, I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be the prize of the buyout market Easily. this year. Easily. And unfortunately, the Nuggets can't sign him because as a team above the first apron, they can't sign a right. guy making more than the mid-level who made more than the mid-level, and that's like $12.5 So a lot of the top-tier buyout guys, the Nuggets just can't sign. It's one of the the fallbacks from this new CBA. Hmm. But I got to think the Lakers, I got to think they're circling Spencer Dinwiddie right now as as their quote-unquote trade deadline acquisition because they did stand pat. But whoever gets him, you're going to get a, a you know playoff caliber rotation guy. Yeah, I, I feel like we should outline maybe quickly from the Denver perspective why they're not involved in some of these bio conversations well i think he just said that they can't afford you can't afford somebody above the mle is right, that right right, right, right. Even yeah, no matter what, so. right, right okay so yeah i agree i mean look i i think those are the guys spent but spencer to me is a guy, like he lives in this category every year of a guy you, you talk yourself <laughs> so into true. of the guys who maybe are moving or are cheap or are buyout or are available he could get you 20 points and then he goes somewhere and and no one really seems to to want to buy in or he doesn't buy in you know it doesn't go so i don't know i i'm i don't think he's a, a needle mover but when you get to the buyout stuff like most of these guys aren't and yeah. the question just becomes who's the best of that group and and talent wise he's up there all right let's take a break there's only one other trade we'll run through a bunch of the others just kind of quickly but there's only one other trade that i feel is noteworthy and that is of course mr nugget mr nugget going to minnesota too. which one a former Mr. Nugget, Stay I should tuned. say. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Guys, the NBA season is in full swing. When I can't get enough of the action on the court, I spice things up betting on DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook, an official's betting partner of the NBA right now. New customers can bet 5 bucks, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. You can hop on the app today because Nuggets have a game tonight. Yeah. Nuggets are in L.A. against the Lakers. We There's no point between now and tomorrow that we won't be live on the internet <laughs> dude i've been thinking we're about gonna be live for the next seven hours <laughs> i'm live about three hours a day i was thinking about this i'm only awake like 17 hours it's a day. too that's too much mares it is too much man uh but you can go on the DraftKings sportsbook app and bet that game tonight download the DraftKings sportsbook app with code dnvr new customers can bet five bucks on the nba get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at, at DraftKings sportsbook with code dnvr the crown is yours gambling problem 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problems with gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Blue Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. cdkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When I get hungry, I usually want burritos. When I get <laughs> off of work, I usually want beer. So when I get off of work, I usually go to Illegal Pete's because I can get beer. I can get uh, burritos. And I can usually find some buddies, uh, unless these guys don't. They've go got with buddies. Me. Unless these guys. Dude, don't I go might with do a little Pete's run today. Dude, what, what do you think? That's Kel? what I'm talking about. Are you man. feeling Pete's today? Yes. Ah! Oh man, the sun's out. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Pete's with you. The ad read. Yeah, yeah, I want to go this, to Pete's. Look at this buddies convention. Should we unfilling. go live at Illegal Pete's? Oh, Stay man. tuned. Since we're supposed to be live for the next seven hours. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> By the way, Illegal Pete's, which you can see all over Colorado, has now arrived in Huit Ridge, bringing Colorado's favorite burritos and notoriously strong margaritas to the neighborhood. You've all been waiting patiently, and it's finally here this February. This February. I'm just trying to read that word the way it's February. Uh, swing by and join the party at the newest addition to the Foothills area, located in Gold's Marketplace on the corner of 26th and Kipling, overlooking Crown Hill Park. Again, Illegal Pete's is your go-to spot for burritos, buddy, and beer. It's been that way for 28 years. Uh, today, guys, the 76ers traded Patrick Beverly to, to Milwaukee yeah. to the Bucks, and then later the Bucks traded Robin Lopez. Uh, to the Clippers, right? No, who was it? Who did, where did he go? Do you remember, find that deal for me. Uh, Robin Lopez commemorated Kings. the Kings. That's right, the King. I knew it was but California. But he sounds like he's getting, he's getting bought, bought out. out. Uh, Robin Lopez chimed in on the trade. Do you have it there, Kale? Do you see I put it in the chat? Yes, now I have it. There it is. Maybe we did it live. Uh, he wanted to commemorate this uh, moment. He says, I enjoyed being teammates with Patrick Beverly for all of an hour and 45 minutes. I'll never forget those times. Hashtag indelible. Do you think think he already made an appearance on the Pat Bev pod in that (laughs) 45-minute span? Somebody asked, what were your favorite memories? He said, the car ride home, listening to some jams, discussing the Knuckles TV trailer, the end of the car ride home, climbing into bed for a nap. I feel like not, uh, not that funny. I feel like that is the <laughs> that's the most amount of time that you can still feel positive about being a Pat Bev teammate. That's true. <laughs> you, right. once, After once forty five minutes, you start one, to hit once him. you hit the two hour mark, you're like, this guy See, is annoying. Day, somebody finds the humor and everything. <laughs> somebody always tells me things aren't funny. Pat Bev um, loves to show up and talk a lot about culture and dogs, and then teams are like, yeah, for sure. Also, we're sending you to totally another true. city, dude. You know when they decided to trade him was during that Nuggets game when he was explaining basic pick and roll coverages to the guys, and they're all like, everyone's looking at you like, trade this guy, yeah. man. We yeah, they're like, the I don't know. I will say though, because the trade um, was to Milwaukee, and they got back campaign. I mean, that's a downgrade, I think. Pat Bev, at least you know, is a guy who's going to bring it every night, like yes, play yes. with some intensity. You know what, though? You hate campaign, and he went to a team you hated, Eric. I don't care. You don't care? About campaign? <laughs> you care. hated campaign. Well, I do. I, I do not like campaign. I do not like Patrick Beverly. There are a number of things involved in this trade that I do not like, okay. but I do recognize that it doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Let's uh, 
before we get it, we'll do the the all the other trades rapid fire because they're mostly Eastern Conference stuff that doesn't really pertain to Denver. So instead, I'll talk about Denver now. The big news is, you know, Zeke Naji did not get moved. He just signed that big deal. He was not moved anywhere. Not a huge surprise. He had that poison pill contract. It would have been tough to find a trade partner for him. They're gonna rename then. It, it just feels like you can't. Like it, it, it makes it seem tougher than it is to trade him. Poison? Can't they just say like it's, it actually yeah. just means his salary this year is average with what he's gonna make in a trade? Yeah, they should call it like <laughs> that's but, actually but not. That he's got the, no, but what you bring in is what he currently makes. That's what. It but is. they should right. just you have call to trade it the, two different numbers. They should just but, call it the yeah. average. He's got the average salary clause. <laughs> yes, that would make it, it a lot better. It's, it, the, names matter. It's like you never want to eat uh, pig snout. But Just, if they called it like so, do shockles, I, you'd be do like, they, hey, give me some shockles. I think they use poison pill for literally any contract that is abnormal, right? Because yes, it's, that, it's that's too, what it is. Because a lot of guys will sign those it's deals. It's like why they call Rocky Mount oysters yes. what they do. Yes, so they, people exactly. Would exactly. It's the same kind of thing here. Po they're like, oh, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hey, you want to. I'm like, what are these? Yeah, exactly. You get on the phone, you're like, hey, yeah. are you interested in uh, taking Zeke Naji's poison pill yeah. contract? Or would you rather take Zeke Naji's average the next two years of salary? Yeah, Which is like the second option. They're yeah. like, you want Zeke Naji? He's on, he's on an average salary clause. Oh, yeah, I love him. <laughs> Give me some of that. Give me two of them, actually. <laughs> so the Nuggets now, Zeke Naji, the, the next moment in time will be the summer, the draft, and then obviously free agency. And to me, I just, there's, to me, no way Zeke Naji is on the roster after that. I just feel like it was always unlikely to get moved at the deadline, but a certainty at this point to get moved in the summer. And that'll texture number one. And then number two, you know, you're looking at KCP, who has a player option for next season. It's for $15.5 million. He is such a perfect 3 and D shooting guard that I have to imagine every team would want him in a way that he will opt out. And I think Denver will have a good opportunity to try to re-sign him. But those two things now become at the forefront, in my opinion, for the Nuggets' next move. Yeah. When there was some DeLon Wright buzz... Earlier this week, it seemed like the trade was probably going to include a Zeke Naji, Justin Holiday, Vlaco Chanchar, and then like maybe a second round pick for DeLon Wright. That would have worked in theory. Obviously, it didn't happen. But the reason why I would have been like okay with that deal is because you were trading three guys who weren't playing, right? Who probably weren't going to play in the playoffs and who probably weren't going to be on the team next season. I'd be stunned if Zeke Naji was on the team next season. Right. It's stunned. It just, it just seems like his Ugh. time here is definitely up. And I'm sure Denver did try to trade him at the deadline, but De nobody obviously wanted him, Dude, so the, he's still here. The handling of Zeke Naji has just been, it's been a disaster. so tragic. It's been a disaster. It has not benefited him. It has not benefited the Nuggets. No one has won from being ardent in the decision that Zeke Naji has to be a backup five. Like, he's just not a five. He's not. He looks terrible in it. He doesn't match up well against larger bodies. He doesn't rebound well. Right. The only thing that we've ever seen him really be able to do is defend in space and shoot. Two uh, things he's not asked to do anymore. He's not asked to do at all. And so he's just, all they've done is just shot themselves in the foot with they won't, and they they obviously don't trust DeAndre Jordan to be the regular backup five. I just I hate the handling of it's, this wall to wall, cover to cover. To me, it's like so short sighted and it's silly. It's been bad on all fronts, from getting him to rework his shot, which has obviously gone poorly, to playing him at center, a position where he's never looked comfortable, to his minutes this season, it's ridiculous, not giving him a consistent runway to be the backup center full time. 
it's been disappointing how it's all played out, no doubt. Yeah, it's, it's just I, I feel, and a lot of people are for for blame. I, I really feel strongly that he's going to go to another team and he's going to have a career resurgence, not so dissimilar from Trey Lyles. Like he's just going to be a guy that, for whatever reason, doesn't work here, uh, and for the reason, of course, being again, he's like horribly miscast, and then he'll be put in a position where he's actually put in a position to potentially succeed which is again not happened here at all and he'll be able to show that he actually has some talent and skill but, but it's it's gross i'm curious to the to the point you're just making between the team's handling of him and his own failures right yeah, or shortcomings on the court poison pill or not like who's who's trading for zeke i know I don't, they're he not doesn't gonna trade. make that much money it's seven I, million I, I so it's not, like I, it I, feels bigger because we know the, the bigger number it's about seven million a year yeah, I just, uh, I mean, I guess if it's a part of a bigger, I don't know. I just don't, it's not that it's untradeable. It's I very just, tough to look at what watching him this season and talk yourself into it. Yeah, like That would some, be tough to do. Right, some teams like maybe a second rounder, I don't know, I don't know. But it, to me, that still even seems easier said than done, just trading him. He's a second draft guy is what he yeah. is, albeit yeah. one, usually second draft is well, before. No, it's like the third draft. <laughs> Well, it's a second draft just in that it's a different team for him, but usually you're not on a second contract by the time second draft. Like, like, like Ochayabaji going to Toronto to me is a second draft. Quentin Grimes going to Detroit, that's second draft. I think both of those guys are worth taking a flyer on for the teams that took them, as in, like, these guys might have been in a bad situation and they're better now, but they're on their rookie contracts. Yep. Zeke's on a bigger one, albeit, again, not that big. I actually think Denver will move him. They Absolutely. might have to include one of the players. You know, they might have to include a Hunter Tyson or Jalen Pickett. They might have to include some seconds. They might have to include something to make that deal more palatable to whoever they trade That's with. That's kind of what I'm getting. That'd, that'd be terrible. What's that? If they had to do that. I mean, that'd be a disaster. A disaster if you have to include a second or something. But you're getting a yeah. piece back, right? You can't just trade the seller yeah, for nothing. I guess it depends so on what you get back. Yeah. But that's my point. Is my I think that he ends up going to a Detroit. Or something where you take back a player that is not like necessarily super exciting, but you're like, all right, but he could play for us. Right. Whereas we know Zeke, that's, that train had sailed. Yeah, I think that is the situation. <laughs> I, I guess it could work out if you do get something, just a player that's playable back. Because with how the Nuggets salary cap situation is, you really just can't be adding guys that aren't on your team in the first place. They did not move Vlako Chanchar, and he has a team option next year. Yeah. Obviously, he's recovering all year this year, but he is a guy that maybe plays for them next year. I mean, I don't know what the timetable of recovery is, but he is a guy that maybe fills the role that Zeke was supposed to fill That's this exactly, year. exactly, exactly And you don't have to backfill that spot. You're like, one of Hunter or him moves in there. That I mean, the, the real tragedy of Zeke Naji and this season as far as that, that backup five is considered is the loss of Vladko Chanchar. That was definitely in the plan for how to handle that. And also, you did say the sh that train has sailed, and I want to point that out. The train had sailed. The ship has left the station. The ship left the, the station. The train <laughs> has <laughs> run off the tracks. When, when it comes to KCP, you, you guys, though, to, to get back to that to real quick. That reference, by the way. <laughs> I mean, KCP's got a player option for next season. I'm sure the Nuggets will try to extend him. But this feels like the this feels like there's the biggest possibility in the last couple of years that the Nuggets starting five will get broken up, you know, right over the last like two years. That starting five has been locked in. They've all been under contract. It feels like there's at least a chance next season that KCP is not here, right? It's a weird thing. We have Denver in the entire Jokic Murray era has not had a single question about a core piece. And KCP's yeah. a core piece of right now. Not 
you know, the long-term core piece. But he's obviously, that starting five fits, and that's yep. why you're so high and why they won a championship. And this is the first year where you're like, I think he's back. But and, maybe and in my it? opinion, like KCP, there are easier players in the starting five, I think, to replace than KCP. I mean, I, he is just such a perfect fit that it, it, it will be tough to find a guy who can bring exactly what he does if Denver does have to replace him. Strong agree. It's a, I, I, would, I think it's essential. And, and he's not that old, right? He's the oldest player in the starting lineup. So sometimes we kind of place him there as like the elder statesman right, on the team. Right. But another contract for KCP is a must. It you would know, be it's a no-brainer and it's essential to me. It, to me, it just if I can play if I can play Adam a little bit and I can sit, push back. If I can sail my train a little bit on this, sail I it, feel yeah. my I, I feel KCP is probably the easiest to replace in the starting lineup. In I that disagree, but well, I, I I just think that everybody else has such a specialized skill set that is much more difficult to find. KCP is a tough defender, which I think that you can replace. He he can knock down threes, but they don't rely on his skill set as heavily as they do maybe some of the other guys. I'm not saying it would be easy. I just think that, you know, Definitely. I, like I think that Will Barton was not that far off from what KCP is. Obviously, KCP an upgrade, like more reliable, uh, much less of a gunslinger. Um, but I, I feel like there's other guys that you could potentially put into that place. But I, I would hate to lose it because... That is the great, the biggest message of today is just how harmonious and perfect the Denver starting five is that you don't have to make a trade just to make a trade. In fact, like it, it's silly to make a trade to um, disrupt the ecosystem that the Denver Nuggets have created. Um, that's actually should be looked at as a huge win. It, they didn't sit on their hands because they're inept. They sat on their hands because they have already put the work in. They already have like the perfect uh, just combination of players. Uh, the only other decision on Denver's plate, Reggie Jackson, he has a player option, $5 million for next year. He probably picks that up. Remember what a surprise it was that he got $5 million to begin with. He probably picks that up, but Denver, that's a piece Denver couldn't move. So Reggie yeah. Jackson, KCP re-signing, and then Zeke Naji, those are to me the most likely just next decisions for Denver. And then you could mention all of the other guys, the Jalen uh, Pickett, the Hunter Tyson, like – who knows what Denver does with those guys, but they're less important, obviously, um, for them right now. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we'll rapid-fire some of the moves in the Eastern Conference, which would only matter to Denver should the Knicks make the finals, or maybe the Celtics. We'll talk about those, as well as Monte Moore. Stay tuned. FuboTV.com slash DNVR. You get 140 live channels, sports shows, movies, and news. You can watch the Nuggets. You can watch the Abs. You can watch tons of other sports. You can also watch the news. Stream live Ooh. TV from any device. One of those is not like the other. <laughs> uh, your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your TV. You can watch Fubo TV on all those devices. One thing about Fubo is the picture quality, crystal clear. Some of these streaming services, you don't always know what you're getting with the picture quality. Fubo TV, super clear, HD, fork. I don't even know what all that stuff means, but it's super, super clear. You get a thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge as well. Uh, right now, you guys can get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro by going to this link, fubotv.com slash DNVR, or you can hit that QR code there right on the screen. Hit it. 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro when you go to fubotv.com slash DNVR. Watch the Nuggets. Don't be logging on to your phone and clicking out of all those pop-up ads. 
to watch on one of those illegal, very illegal yeah, dude, streaming services. Beyond the pop-up ads, like, do you want to go to heaven? Yeah. Do you want maybe <laughs> the feds to show up at your house one day and do be you like, who's streaming the nuggets free? here? Damn. Who's streaming sure. the nuggets? No, you don't want that. And that could happen. Not saying it will, but it could. It could, could happen. Lots of things could happen. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Uh, get set up with Fubo. <laughs> You want to watch your favorite sports teams with Fubo. You might want to do it from the comfort of your man or woman cave, which you've decked out with Foco, the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Rep your team when it comes to your own, uh, you know, what you're wearing, to, to what you're rocking on your, on your desk, in your office, again, in that man or woman cave. Whether it's hoodies, jackets, venture, even overalls, or just set decorations, FOCO is the way to go. They always have our back for Colorado sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. Dude, if you find yourself in a woman cave that has a bobblehead of Nikola Jokic holding the Serbian flag, drop immediately to your knees and propose marriage. I agree. To the owner of said woman cave. Um... The Nuggets stood pat at the deadline. You know who else stood pat at the deadline? The Chicago Bulls, as they have for every deadline. Is there a team? The Bulls might be the, like, if I had to, God cursed me to be a fan of one team, and I, the Bulls would be the one. I'd be like, just not them, man. They seem to be the team that most doesn't seem to care about their team. Yeah, I'm wondering at this point if the Bulls' ownership is so cheap that they just shut off the phone lines at the trade deadline. <laughs> They're saving on their phone yeah. bill. They didn't pay the bill. You yeah. know what? Plausible. Like, they look at the calendar. They're like, man, we can really save some minutes between uh, the first week of February. First and second <laughs> week of February. You know, just save a couple dollars there. We're not making any trade. Just shut off the phone lines. They have... DeMar DeRozan is expiring. Right. Held on to him. Yeah, well, what are we doing? <laughs> well, I mean, Alex Caruso, you know, I'm sure they wouldn't be able to get anything for him, right? Alex Caruso. <laughs> there was a report that they could get for two first-round picks for him. D-line. The play-in tournament is right They're there. They're right there, man. It's right They're there for right the taking. There. They could be in the play-in, man. Does they could it, do it. So what, what is AK's plan? Yo, when AK left the Nuggets, this was at my high, in my height of fighting online. Uh, and everybody told me that Tim Connolly sucked. And actually... That we lost AK because uh, the brains. Our, AK was the smart one. He's yeah. the one that actually discovered Jokic. Uh, <laughs> he was the brains behind the entire organization. Tim Connolly was just grifting off of that. There's been about 18 versions of that. Somebody else was always responsible for what Tim Connolly was doing. Tim Connolly thriving, if you may <laughs> notice. Um, Arturis, not so much. I heard it's all A-Rod, actually. It's unbelievable, man. Like, uh, I don't... like. I don't know what the hell's going on. I will push back in one way. AK is just continuing a long, proud tradition of not yeah. doing anything for the Bulls. It might be something even above. That might be the single worst job if you're trying to be a first-time GM. That might it's, be the yeah. first one because you're right about the phone lines. I think they work. I just don't know if they answer the phones when you call up to approve yeah. a trade. It's probably like when you go into politics, you just become part of the swamp. You become yeah. a terrible person. You're yeah. taking money from all right. these people. Yeah. Right. You lose all your morals. Right. When you become <laughs> the lead executive for the Chicago Bulls, Dude, uh, you just immediately can't do anything. You can't break it. Yeah. You're just like, I, I can't make any trades. I just can't. He's like, oh, we have Alex Crusoe lined up for nine first-round picks. Can we no. approve the deal? He's like... Oh, 
We're in the ninth. Right? Got, We're in the ninth. We can't yeah. drain the United Center. <laughs> drain the United Center. Anyway, poor Chicago Bulls and poor AK. I this will say, do you guys know? Have you ever watched Ted Lasso? Do you know the uh, the angry one? What the he's what? like, gr- he's grouchy all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking Roy about. Kent? Yeah, that's who. <laughs> okay. uh, that's who AK reminds me of. He kind of like yeah. has that personality where you could just imagine him on a phone. And getting so mad, he's like, you know what? Screw you guys too. He's <laughs> like, like, wait, we just wanted to give you three first rounders for Caruso. Uh, to your point, Tim Conley did pick up Monte Morris, a former Mister Nugget. Trey Brown Jr. out the door, Shake Milton out the door, a twenty thirty second round pick. <laughs> Tim Conley, man, you can't stick a draft pick far enough in the future that he won't trade out. Um, look, man, Monte Morris has not looked good or played very much this season until very recently. But nonetheless, I do like him, and now he is on the Timberwolves. What's, yeah, like almost everybody's opportunities in sports are just, if you're not a superstar, if you're not a guy that makes the world bend to your will, is all about just opportunity and surroundings and belief in and all of this stuff. And you can't find a better situation for Monte Morris than a guy that took a flyer on you to begin with that has ultimate confidence in who you are, has a great history. Like this is a great situation for Monte Morris. You know, when he went to Washington and Detroit, like these, he was just kind of like a throw in people didn't really, you know, they weren't excited about it in the same way that we were saddened by losing him. Like this is a great move for Monte Morris. I don't know if he'll help them this that much in the immediate future, but like I, you know, this is a guy. Obviously, we all root for. He's just such a, uh, a a gentleman and a statesman when it comes to the NBA. Like, I'm bummed just because I would have loved his vibes in Denver, but that clearly was never going to happen. But I'm, you know, this is this is meaningful. I think. Yeah, it's a good move for Minnesota. You know, they needed like a ninth guy for a playoff rotation. They needed a backup point guard. It's a good move for Monte Morris because he was just wasting away in Detroit. I mean, his last two teams. Washington and Detroit, bro. He hasn't a, done a lot for his value across the league. He's on the short list of guys that really like leave Denver, and you're like, right. oh god, man. And the thing know. that happens, man, you're on those teams for long enough. You're like out of the limelight for long enough. People forget about you. And like yeah. when you're a backup yeah, point a guard, point. like Monte Morris, your NBA clock can just be ticking from being in bad situations. So the fact that he gets to go to a good team, the fact that he gets to you know go back and. and work with Tim Connolly, who obviously loves him, play with a lot of other good players. It's a good move for his career, so I'm happy about that. I did see a lot of Nuggets fans like getting pissed about this online. I also don't think Monte Morris is the player that you remember him to be right now. He, ha- he has barely played this year. He hasn't looked great when he has played. I wouldn't be like losing sleep over this move if I'm a Nuggets fan. I don't think it hurts the Wolves to add Monte Morris. They did need a backup point guard in my opinion uh and this is a guy that i still think if you put him in a good environment alongside winning players is a winning player you know i don't is monte morris a starter probably not no but is monte morris still a high-end backup in the right environment i think the answer can be yes yeah you guys are on to something though that i think it's not he also got hurt so i don't you know monte's not going to hit the ground running right no. it's going to take a little bit i think just keeping it 100, Monte looks a little out of shape coming out of the injury and 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 the basketball situations he's been in. So it may take a bit, but I don't, yeah, I think the this is a steadying hand at the wheel for the Wolves with the second unit. It doesn't hurt. 
and good for Monte for most more than anything. And now this matchup has a, a, again even more juice. It has been kind of cool to see the Wolves get competitive, and now it's like, but don't get any better. Don't get any better. And I don't think the Nuggets would, but they better not lose to that team in a series. Yeah. Um, lastly, we'll end with this one, because I think if there is a team that won the trade deadline, and I think there actually is, but if there's a team that won the trade deadline, to me it's the Knicks. The no Knicks question. added Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich, and they gave up Quentin Grimes, who I absolutely love. I that man. But it's worth it, because they're in a different... He just wasn't... They didn't need him. Evan Fournier was only there to be traded. And Malachi Flynn, Ryan Archidiakono. So they break up a little bit of the Villanova pipeline they had going. NBA record holder, Ryan Archidiakono. Oh, yeah. What was that record? 20 straight games he checked in an NBA game without scoring a single point. That's, That's got to be on purpose. But, <laughs> and then two second round I, picks. I feel confident I could break that record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you could too. Um, but Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burke. So here's the thing. Julius Randle's hurt. Don't know when he's going to return. You now have Boyan Bogdanovich to replace him, who, while being a completely different player than Julius Randle, is a good player. Like, he's a winning player, and he will now be a stretch four. And then Alec Burks to run their second lineup, I think, is really great. And then when everybody is healthy, my take on the Knicks is they have 10 players that can play in the playoffs. And they won't all play, but they can pick and choose which ones because... Julius Randle, Boyan Bogdanovich. It's two different problems that they can create for teams. You know, you've got uh, now you can talk about adding him to alongside and maybe creating more spacing. You've got Hart. You've got Alec Burks. Now you can go with a secondary ball handler. I just look at the Knicks and I love the Knicks. They're tough. They're smart. They know who they are. Uh, and now they just added versatile pieces. So I, I, I think that the Knicks to me. I know it's crazy to say, but the Knicks to me are now in the contenders tier in yep. the Eastern Conference. I could, oh, I, dude, the the Knicks have finally done what has eluded them for a very long time, and what teams that have a real shot require, which is an identity. They have they are such a tough team. They are such a lunch pail squad. Like yeah. they this is and they are now like an actual reflection of their head coach. Um, totally, I feel like I mean, obviously they they laid the wood to the nuggets but like that's hard to take too much from just based on when that was played. in the yeah in the road trip but like i'm nervous about the knicks man like they they, they to me are are very legit uh, if i'm in the if i'm in the eastern conference i'm and i'm i'm boston and i mean i think the 76ers are they're unfortunately they, I, the 76ers made moves this deadline here's the thing i think that there is a better chance that Embiid comes back than what you would default given the fact that he had a knee surgery in the middle of the season. Yeah, but he's the problem, definitely coming back. The, he'll come back, but this is... No, but the, I think that they're planning on him. I think they are more optimistic based on the fact that they're making moves to win now. Like, they traded so. for a guy on an expiring contract. Yeah, no, I I, I, I think that absolutely that, that that is their plan. But the, the larger thing at play is that Embiid will come back. It'll take him a while to get back in shape. His knee will kind of hurt. He won't look as dominant. I agree with it's you there. It's like it's just gonna. This is time is a flat circle with the with that that franchise. But I don't like to me. If I'm the Bucks, if I'm the Celtics, I'm super nervous about what's happening in New York. I I think they can make the finals. It's a big if, uh, but I think they can. I think this is the first year they can say that to themselves. Let's be honest. An eight seed made it last year. That team in themselves, the Heat, got a lot of questions right now. Like we just said, Philly has questions, Milwaukee has questions. Obviously, Boston should feel like the favorite. But if I'm the Knicks, I'm thinking this is the year it can happen. To that end, arguably the most important player, or that's a 
such a podcast, one of the most important players in the Eastern Conference in the playoffs this year will be Julius Randle, in my opinion, who has been in the regular season statistically an all-NBA caliber eater, right? Just eating eating stats. Is he a winning player? Who is he in the playoffs? Who is he when he, when he gets unhappy? There are clips of him not running down the floor to play defense in big moments. They can't afford that stuff from him. But if he treats this like, I'm going to play winning basketball, I think the Knicks have a chance. And I think this trade was meaningful. So I, I, I'm excited if I'm a Knicks fan. Celtics and Knicks, you know, the hottest team in the NBA right now is the Cavs. Um, and then all of a sudden you're having a little bit of a slide, obviously from the 76ers, but from the Bucks too. And I just look at it and I go, at the beginning of the year, we felt like it was a three-horse race with a bunch of teams that are just trying to play spoiler. And now I look at it and I go, man, the Celtics are clearly the you know, the rabbit in the race. But all those other teams, and even the Celtics, like I kind of feel similar to vote, ball, no extreme of vote, where they're beatable. And all those other teams now, to me, are in this jumble where if you told me the Bucks, the 76ers, or, you know, lost in the first round, I'd be like, yeah, man, there's good teams that are going to be playing in those yeah. in those rounds. So yeah. um, that's why I find it interesting. All in all, pretty quiet deadline. So I mean, it was me- it, there was a lot that happened. It's just nothing like... Earth shattering. Nothing right. like Kevin altering. Durant didn't move. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um and couldn't even get a DeJounte Murray trade. That was too much to ask. I well, cannot believe that Bruce Brown didn't get traded. Bruce Brown well, I think they're gonna wait till the summer to move him and become I think it'll be an active summer. That's actually my takeaway. The Lakers did nothing. Now LeBron is sitting there. All right, this Dude, summer, this get, get your popcorn. Wild. Steph Curry and the Warriors are just going to be content being the 12th team in the Western Conference. Get your popcorn ready. Wild. Bruce Brown, there's all these different things. J- Jimmy Butler, by the way, I'm not sure Miami's going to be able to retain him. He becomes an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Get your popcorn ready. I think what this are off the season. Nuggets going to do with Blacko Chonchar? Equally <laughs> as compelling. Guys, later tonight, the LA Lakers are unveiling a statue of Kobe Bryant in what will be an emotional game. That the Nuggets can play absolute spoilers to. God, please. I just want, I mean, think about it. We don't have to get into the Kobe aspect of this, but Lakers fans clearly want to win tonight, an emotional one. They also wanted trades to happen. They didn't get them. Man, this would be a fun night to just also, ruin. Can you imagine the Lakers being down bad, no trade at the deadline, and you lose on statue night? The Nuggets on, have a thing. And they just had maybe their best win of the year while LeBron and AD sat, and they played mm. like, their, like their lives are at stake. What, how are they going to play now? No trades. LeBron's back. I'm very. Oh, cu- the man. Nuggets have a chance to do the funniest thing tonight. The only lose. The, yeah. Well, the, <laughs> well, the well, only that. the only real thing that we have to be uh, nervous of tonight is that the Nuggets were in Los Angeles for more than one night leading into a game. No, just one night. They, they didn't go till Wednesday, but yes. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. For they, a night. they were they they were in Los Angeles last yeah, night. Someone but told the Jokic's so banner late. night again. Usually when you're in L.A., it's always that Sunday 1.30 game that gets yeah. everyone. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We've got one super chat here, boss. What do we got? C- Cedric Exquisite. Oh, who did he talk shit about? <laughs> the Avengers. Eric, Iron Man, vote Vision. <laughs> Wind, oh, that's me. Rocket? <laughs> Bro, what, what is your Avengers inner circle? Like... All right, never mind. Thank you so much, Cedric. <laughs> Thank you, Cedric. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later tonight.